Yeah, boy. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbelievable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 632, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials, and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss what's been in the news uh, a bunch. The Spencer Dinwiddie trade, we're going to talk about the All-Star Reserves, and we've got a set of the week for you. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, still coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jamison Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Can we still get Dinwiddie coin? Is that a thing? Didn't he make, or like he, he was he, proposing to make a, a I think cryptocurrency? Yeah, it was like, I think it was like 30 million a coin or something, though. Yeah. All right. So maybe we can't specifically get it, but I mean, with all that sweet, sweet Patreon money we get, true. Mm-hmm. Anywho, shout out to the trade deadline, uh, which is happening oh, today, today. As you as you were hearing this, uh, I, uh, I wake up early on trade deadline. Very excited. I'll be up. I'll be up all night, all day, uh, just uh, hooked up on the Twitter. Whatever yep. the kids do, be all in. That's right. And uh, so hopefully. Colson is not twittering in vain and that there are some actual cool trades and the league is completely shook up and maybe the Pacers did something. Who knows? Could be exciting. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's hope for that. Yes. Let's let's hope that Colson uh I'm gonna have to change that Twitter password before you before uh you log on because you don't know what you're doing, man. Well, so my problem right now, Joe, is that I can't figure out. So I have. So I'm logged into the uh, our Twitter, the uh, mm-hmm. Undebeatables Twitter, and I can't figure out how to get back to my account. So there's all these these really um, inappropriate things I want to tweet under my own mm-hmm. account, but I don't want to do it under our official account. So so basically, I've just logged myself out of Twitter. Is what's happened. Yeah. No. And I, and not going to help you there. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, just uh, send a tweet to to Mr. Musk, and he'll uh, he'll probably take some time out of his day to to help you out. As far as I can tell, I don't, I don't know what he does all day. Last thing I heard, he was going to charge businesses a thousand dollars a month to to keep a blue check mark. Who knows? Are are we considered a yeah? We're considered a blue check mark business, aren't we? Uh, no, we're not. But we don't have to worry about that. Um, where, where was I? Sorry, I got no, it's my turn. Tracking. You're supposed to introduce me. Okay, I, yeah, I'll just go ahead. It's fine. I'm John Colson, and uh, <laughs> the, I'm the bartender. Um, I, 
I, I did want to shout out uh, the Undebeatables, uh, our our official blue check mark uh, Undebeatables. That uh, I, I thought you all did a, a fantastic job last week without me, um, and uh, did a nice job breaking down the Miles Turner trade. Uh, absolute coup by the um, uh, by the staff there to get him for twenty million dollars for two years. Um, you guys um, broke it down very well. I'm thinking I might be you know sick or going to the after party more often so we can get some better content yeah no i i agree uh we were great last week thank you uh, and you should get more word for your, your humility i think that's <laughs> my humility the most word. humble the yeah. most humble yeah <laughs> before we get into the show i'd like to remind listeners they can support us anytime they like by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Get you access to the Slack and get to follow some of the, uh, some of the, the some wild discussions, some uh, thought-provoking discussions, and everything in between. And that's also that's also what Colson thinks Twitter is. So um, yeah. you can uh, hear his thoughts there. So. Uh, I think the first thing we got to talk about here is is uh, the big the big trade that happened already. This happened on Sunday. Uh, the the big trade, of course, between the Dallas Mavericks and the Brooklyn Nets. In this trade, the Mavericks receive Markeith Morris and Kyrie Irving. Nets receive Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first round draft pick. A 2027 second round pick and a 2029 second round pick, and I think the first round the I think the first round pick was unprotected. Yeah. So the the news sort of broke a couple days ago that Irving wanted out and he wasn't going to resign if they kept him. So you know to protect you know the the franchise themselves they gotta they gotta dump him and you know the the clock is ticking on that so. Seems like the the Mavs were the ones that that came up with the best deal, at least at this time. You know, waiting until the trade deadline can could be you know a little little risky if you plan push your, push your luck too far. You know, you you're gonna get uh, caught holding the Irving bag, and you know nobody wants that. Uh, except maybe Dallas, I guess. Apparently, now, Dallas does. Yeah. So. What do you guys think of this? I mean, I I think that the the concern here for everybody is, you know, all involved is that Irving's contract expires at the end of the season, right? Oh, so, that's that's the concern. Uh, well, from a financial perspective, and you know, he's who knows what he's gonna do. So, you know, if he's gonna play, they're gonna rent him for a very short period of time and just, you know, mortgage their future and get nothing in return you know he's got a you i from dallas you gotta feel pretty confident that he's gonna resign there but you know i don't know what do you guys think jason do you think this was uh you know i think new york the the brooklyn had to do something so at least they're in a spot that's at least um less volatile you know they they you know they know spencer dinwiddie so that worked out and you know they lose an, an all-star guard, but how does this how does this uh, shake out for both teams? Well, it's tough to say. So from the the Dallas perspective, 
you know, they have this heliocentric uh, Luka Doncic situation going on, and they definitely need somebody to take pressure off of him. And Kyrie is a guy that can handle the ball and create and uh, do all of those things. That being said, I mean, I personally wouldn't trade an old pair of gym socks for Kyrie Irving. Um, yeah. Until you told me that Markeith Morris was in the trade, and now I'm all in. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> no, I hate that guy. Yeah, I, I think the Nets win this trade. I think getting Kyrie Irving off your hands in general is a good thing, even though he's been playing fantastic. I mean, he's going to be an all-star this year, right? But getting him off your books and getting back some assets, the most precious of which is that unprotected 2029 first rounder, right? Which is, you just don't see those things getting traded these days. Yeah, unprotected doesn't happen. Unless it's, I mean, you might see it for a player of Kyrie's caliber that's not the ticking time bomb and expiring contract that Kyrie Irving is, so... That was interesting to me. So I think the Nets win this in the immediate and long term, <laughs> personally. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised that the Mavs gave up so much, honestly. Um, I mean, I get that Irving is a supreme talent and, and actually probably fits quite well next to Luka. I mean, I don't know how much he's going to love not having the ball, but you know, Durant has the ball a bunch as well. So I, I think he can fit in that role i just i mean the dude's a jag bag right like I mean, we, we we were no i mean we were you know after he was suspended for 10 days for being anti-semitic or implying anti-semitic things uh we, we i think we were all taking bets about how long it was before he blew up the team again you know he came back he started playing well and you're like oh you know the nets have a chance they're they're in the top four they're playing well they have a chance to go to the to, you know the finals and then sure enough right before trade deadline he asked for a trade i mean this this guy is a mess and i just don't know why you have to give up assets because the nets were the ones that had to get rid of him right Right. yeah it seems like an overpay to me but it also seems like the type of thing you know the hubris of a guy like mark cuban might think that he can uh communicate with Kyrie on another level, right? That will make him see uh, the light of day or something like that. I mean, yeah, as far as the situation goes, I think that basketball-wise, it's like, um, but yeah, exactly very similar to what Kyrie was in previously. I mean, he's he's perfectly good at doing the your turn, my turn. Like, right. I don't need to be the point. He didn't even want to be the point guard, right? Like, mm-hmm. last year, he, did, he doesn't care so so it's fine i think he'll be perfectly fine alongside a guy like Doncic, and Doncic will love the fact that he doesn't have to play 49 minutes a game well and and he has the highest usage rate in the nba right now i mean to give the ball to somebody else is actually probably going to extend his career and and maybe make a longer so uh, maybe it's worth it from dallas's perspective just in that alone like you take the load off of uh, Doncic for a ha- a, not even a half a season, but third know, of a season, yeah, third of a season, and a hopefully long playoff run. And who knows if things shake out right? I mean, the Western Conference isn't like 
top heavy or anything like that. It's wide open. Like any any team that gets hot in April and May, that's in that like top cluster of teams could definitely go to the finals. For I sure. Think. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so it's worth taking a shot from that perspective as well. Well, and you know, we talked. I think Joe, you you mentioned mortgaging their future, uh, the, the Mavericks for doing that, and I agree that it's an overpay. But the Mavericks have their first round draft picks, uh, their own first round draft picks for the next few years, and they they gave away a, a you know a twenty seven first round draft pick, so their immediate draft future isn't um, disturbed. Twenty nine, even oh the twenty nine, the twenty seven mm-hmm. was the second round pick. Yeah. So so they basically they they trade away the furthest. A first round pick they could i think uh was it is it six years out or five years out as far as you can do i think um, so, something like that yeah so um you know so they did uh they didn't uh blow up their immediate draft future you know who knows where they're gonna be in you know maybe you know, maybe cuban's thinking in his head we'll already have won a couple titles by 29 and it won't matter you know and then the other part of this um i think is that um Dinwiddie uh, and Finney Smith are good players, and they were very important on the Mavericks, uh, what the Mavericks are doing. Finney Smith is actually one of the guys that, when I was trying to think about what the Pacers need, you know, this guy that doesn't need the basketball, who plays defense, who can hit a you know uh, an open shot, I think he's going to play very well uh, for the Nets, and uh, the Nets will continue to play well. Uh, Spencer Diddyway is a capable scorer. Um, you know, as long as you got Durant and, and enough bodies, and I feel like the Nets still have enough bodies. Um, so I'm not sure this hurts them too much. And of course they did get those draft picks. So yeah, the Nets, the Nets are killing this. I see why the Mavs made the, the, um, took the risk here, but I feel like they definitely overpaid. I guess my question is how likely do you guys think Kyrie would be to resign or does it depend on how this goes? You know, to if they you know have a really good run for the rest of the season do you think he's you know more likely or do you think he doesn't care and has other plans or is there any way of knowing no if if people knew or can convince themselves that they know what's going on in the head of Kyrie Irving they you know i have some waterfront property and you know the yeah. bayou that i can sell you like it's ridiculous to predict to try to predict what that guy will do again i think it's the hubris of cuban to think that that you know he has always fancied himself the type of owner that can woo free agents you know and he's done an okay job of that i mean initially he was very good at it right because he was the first owner to really you know shower these guys with you know all the comforts of NBA life, right? And right. now everybody does that. So, like, I don't know how he stands out from the pack necessarily. Unless he's still, like, I mean, you know, he probably has inside ways to hook them up with business deals and stuff like that or whatever, like, or something like that. But I don't know. Well, I, I, I've got to say that I was convinced that this was the last season that. Kyrie Irving would ever play in the NBA because I thought he was going to ask for $45 million a year and that people were going to realize how toxic he was and how 
um, unreliably was, and nobody was going to pay him that. And he would get pissed off that he wasn't going to get paid it, and he was just going to retire. That still may be the case, but there is a chance that um, the Mark Cuban, you know, will do that. I mean, this may be his only chance to stay in the NBA. But yeah, to answer your other question, Joey, I think it definitely does depend a lot on how it goes with he and Luca, right? If those guys see eye to eye, or at least can uh, <laughs> ignore each other enough to to not have it matter, right? Because Doncic is, yeah. you know, I mean, he's a young guy, but I mean, there are reports that he's, you know, had issues with other players, and you know, doesn't get along. Fiery. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, you know, you put two of those guys in the same locker room, could be interesting. You know. Like, how is Doncic going to re- respond when he comes in the first day and, you know, Kyrie's smudging, you know, doing a sage smudge at the locker room or something like that, and that means that his Twinkies don't taste as good or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> Doncic's not going to be happy. <laughs> this is That was very specific. It was very specific. Probably I love true. It. Or what is this thing? Uh, sweet tea. Isn't that like a, he, like, drinks hella sweet tea or something like that or maybe that's the thing he gave up in the off season what is there's something that keeps him doughy yeah i'm not sure what it is it might just be or or just dough (laughs) he might just eat dough just straight up (laughs) fried unfried i don't care get it in me he just comes in at halftime he pulls a uh she you know like cookie tube of cookie dough out of the fridge and just he goes and gets finds the churro vendor and is just like right. yeah don't me, cook me, it me at the locker room don't cook it i want <laughs> <Free cut. laughs> give me that uncut uncut churro <laughs> yeah what so um who knows if this is gonna work but it does make um the NBA interesting. Um, so before we move on to the next topic, Joey, I do want to ask Colson, you know, we talked about the Miles Turner thing last week. I know you were ecstatic about it, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to, you know, just tell yeah. us why, it, you know, how you were right and uh, <laughs> everything is great. No, I, I wasn't right at all. I mean, what, what I loved about this uh, extension is that I, they basically made it the, the my coaching staff, or my uh, front of the front office, um, knew something about basketball that I didn't, which is, always makes me feel better because you know sometimes you're like, oh, what are these guys doing? Well, I didn't know that you could just pay the guy cash out of your cap space, um, and and apparently that's something that hadn't really been done at least to this extent in the NBA at all. Um, we paid him seventeen million dollars out of our seventeen million dollars out of our sitting twenty five or twenty seven million dollars. Uh, in cap mm-hmm. space and and then just paid him basically exactly what we're paying him now for the next two seasons it frees up so much flexibility in the future um, it uses that dead cap that we weren't using it makes miles turner happy because he now has a crap ton of money cash up front he can say hey, i got paid 50 58 million dollars even though his salary is only 40 I was also pleased that the staff was like, hey, or, you know, that, that the ownership and the staff was like, 
hey, look, this is working. This guy is playing well. Uh, he he uh, he is a sort of a veteran, a young veteran piece entering his prime to help, you know, uh, guide this this uh, young backcourt. All very exciting. The only thing that I think you guys missed because you there wasn't enough time to react is that in fact because this is a new type of extension miles turner is still actively tradable at this trade deadline Mm. (laughs) so so joey your fear is not gone um now the problem would be now his contract is you know is is massive it's now like uh, 18 or 19 plus 17 whatever that is Thirty-six million dollars. So you would have to trade that. There's no way. To well, but essentially even more than that, because the seventeen mil is like still has to be paid for the remainder remaining thirty games or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, so basically, you I would think. only pay you would only pay a third of his actual salary because we've already paid him, but you would still have to pay that whole seventeen mil, right? Um, and so, or at least that would be his trade number. I think. I well, no it, it would. I don't know how it works either, but that would be his trade number, is what I was understanding. Okay. Um, for trading purposes. Um, now he has a great contract moving forward, but that would that would that's a deterrent on the trade. But if something came along, he actually still is available to trade because this is a different type of extension that's basically never happened before. Um, and so normally, when you do an extension, that makes you ineligible for the trade deadline. But apparently, not in this case. So. Hmm. Anyway, fun so, facts. So I don't the, think he's the being moved. Best of all worlds. Well, no, no. I don't. I think he's he's not being moved. We did this because we want to move forward with him in the future, and he's playing like that. But I just thought that was a funny twist. You guys were like, "Oh no, he's extended. You can't trade him." And I was like, "I agree with that." And then I did some research, and apparently, um, because this is a strange extension, so there is a chance that Joey, that uh, you know, uh, as this is coming out, that we're moving Miles Turner. And, but very unlikely, um, and we're apparently not getting Dorian uh, Finney-Smith, which is what I was one of the things I was hoping to do. Mm. Um, I would like to, I would like to uh, say that I'm very interested in OG Ananobi. Um, the Pacers have been uh, connected to his name, and uh, you know he he played as a uh, as a Hoosier. Um, he's exactly the kind of three and D wing that I think this team needs. He's got size. He can play defense, um, you know, at four positions. Um, he's going to cost a lot of money, but in my head, a, a, a lot of um, assets, but in my mind, I don't really care. I'm willing to throw a lot of stuff to get, I'm, I'm willing to give a couple of the draft picks. We have three draft picks coming up this, uh, this season. We've got all our first round draft picks moving forward giving up two of those, three of those and an asset uh, and maybe a Daniel Tice to, to match the money is something that I'm all in on because I think OG could be a kind of the missing piece to this young core. So that's, that's, that's what I'm throwing out there. And if I wake up Thursday afternoon and that's the case, I'll be very happy. <laughs> if I wake up Thursday afternoon, I'd be super happy to. Yeah, that well, like awesome. I said, I stay up all night listening for the midnight calls and have to take a midday nap. Yeah, there's no way Kyrie's coming back. He's gonna probably go found his own league or something. He's like, but he's like the he's like the number two guy in the players' association, right? 
Yeah, and the players love him. Something like that, yeah. And so do the Flat Earthers. <laughs> the ones that are capable of love. Did you guys see that... Um, speaking of players being doughy, did you guys see that... Uh, Giannis had a 50-point game this past week. And uh, he he decided that he's going to go to Culver's. Uh, I guess every time he has a massive game, he goes out for some insane meal. The, the previously, um, he had, after another 50-point game, um, he had gone to Chick-fil-A. Um, and he said this time after after his 50-point game, he said he's going to go get 50. He's going to go get 50 cheeseburgers at Culver's. He said he's going to try and eat the rest. Uh, he tried to eat as many as he can, and the rest he'll give, give to his son, or give them to his dog, is is what he's yeah. saying. But oh boy, best. yeah, boy, the Culver's manager like had to he had a little panic attack. He had to like call in some extra <laughs> well, help, the, make fifty burgers at one time. The thing that's the thing that's crazy to me about all of this is that he he was saying that he was upset. Because uh, because Chick Fil A doesn't give him any free food, and so he said he needs, he knows Culver's will hook him up. <laughs> so, uh, which is, I feel like out of all the people that need the free food, he's real low on that list. Yeah, but I mean, it's you don't change that mindset, right? Like, and from what I'm reading in his book, like he can eat fifty cheeseburgers for every meal, and he's still like working his way out of a calorie debt that he had when he was like from the ages of 12 to 18 basically <laughs> like... okay <clears throat> so that's the thing he's been doing is just getting uh hammered on sandwiches after he uh, wins... <laughs> after he has a big game uh joe do you have a stat of the week oh you know what I do have a style of the week. In fact, it's actually about the uh, it's about the Bucks. Oh, nice! I wish I oh, got. I should have planned this, but it, it worked out anyway. So, <laughs> do you want to try it again and do a better transition? <laughs> no, nailed it. <laughs> speaking of eating fifty cheeseburgers, speaking of that, uh, so um, this was something I, I ran into. It was, it was you know, just reading, you know. You know, cruising the you know the the tubes, you know, surfing the waves of the of the web, as you do. It's the saying, I believe. Uh, <laughs> and, and I saw this was a little while ago, but the I don't know if you guys remember the the Bucks. They had the cream city uniforms. It's a mm-hmm. cream colored uniform, and I thought they looked you know pretty good. You know, there's lots of alternate jerseys. I think a lot of them, a lot of them, you know, are. I could go without, uh, but I thought those looked, you know, pretty nice. And they are—I learned that the the Bucks are not no longer allowed to wear those by by the league. Really? And yeah. So, and the reason is this is this is just a, this is just a little sh- short start of the week here. But the reason is so they uh, they wore them in the nineteen twenty season. And what happened was when they went to the bubble, they had those in their rotation. And because the games were, you know, the games were played on those neutral sites, they did the digital ads so they could, 
you know, basically it's just one feed and, and, uh, so they were, um, they were trying to, you know, as we do, you try to get the most advertising money you can. And so they did these digital ads that basically the, the ads showed on the court, you know, like it's a neutral court basically. So you couldn't put your local sponsors on there. So what they had done was, um, just change them, you know, depending on which broadcast you were getting. So they, uh, they did that for the for the the bubble but the problem was the cream the cream jerseys basically gave essentially was like a green screen type effect so when the players in the cream jerseys would run over these digital ads it kind of like pixelated and, and it made the ads look bad mm. and you can't have that can't have that when we're, you when were you're paying, paying good money good money yeah when you're paying good money for that, it was like kind of uh, screwing up the the way the ads looked. So the uh, the league said, "Now mas, you know." You, you well, now that the bubble can't get is in over, between them and the money. Well, now that the bubble's over, are they allowed to have Cream City back? Well, no. The thing is, I think they're still doing some of those digital ads sometimes. So, um, so no. So yeah, no I know. More. Like the Wizards broadcast is like rife with digital ads all over the court. It's very distracting and uncool. <laughs> and yeah, IMO, you know. Yeah, so so you can't get in between. I thought I thought you know, they were banning it because it it was seems slightly sexual. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. Good. No, I mean not slightly. It was no, overtly. In fact, said, and also, could, like... could you make it more sexual? <laughs> <laughs> So no more Cream City is what they were called. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry guys. Well, that's you can look good. Don't, don't mess just, with big just money. Not that color. Don't mess with big money. No. no, no. All right, team. What else we got? We got. Uh, oh, you know what? We were gonna talk about the All Stars. Yeah, we had some more. We had the All-Stars, the the rest of the All-Stars were announced. We had the starters we discussed last week, and the reserves uh, have been announced. So we know everybody who's going to be playing in the All-Star game. You heard it here last. And we, and right. we, you heard it here last, and you know who got snubbed. Yeah, so, so let's discuss who got snubbed. So the, the dudes that made it, uh, let's see, in the Western Conference we have... Uh, Demontis Sabonis, yay, deserving. Ja Morant, quite of deserving. Course. Lowry Markinen, hmm. heck of a year. Yeah. Damian Lillard, yay, super duper good. Shea Gilgis Alexander, absolutely Fantastic killing season. it. Yeah. And the last two, I think, are up for debate. So Jaron Jackson Jr. and Paul George. So, what what are your thoughts here, guys? Well, the um, first five are unimpeachable. They're just they're of course they're great. Agreed. Um, man, I mean, first, uh, Paul George is a little bitch. Um, yeah. and second of all, Should like he's, immediately disqualifier. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's not having a great season. I mean, he's fine. He's fine. He's just he doesn't play enough, and I don't know. Compared to his other seasons, it's not been electric, if I recall. 
Maybe I've just stopped paying attention to him. And then Jaron Jack, uh, Jackson Jr., um, he's like up for Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah. Uh, so I uh, think that his resume is perfectly fine, but he missed such a large chunk of the yeah. season. I thought yeah. that that was – especially since there's other guys that are – well, uh, Anthony Davis is not on that list, which is deserved, surprising. Right, exactly. So I mean, he's missed in a the bunch Western of time Conference. Too. Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, <laughs> both of those guys missed time. So Devin um, Booker's still out, isn't he? That's fair. Yes. What do What do we do uh, with Irving, who is an All Star but now is in a different conference? It doesn't uh, matter because does conferences don't matter. I guess they are a construct. <laughs> <laughs> They are, and also the way they pick the teams now is the captains choose yeah, the teams, I, including the starters. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. so. What did they do in the past? Okay, so in the past, the trade deadline was not until after the All Star game. Oh right, which was awful. Right, because guys were like in the trade rumors and like they were all like yeah, hanging yeah, yeah. out and yeah. everybody hated it. I remember that. Yeah. People were like making behind the uh, you know. Behind the back deals, behind the door deals, you know, one of those deals during the All Star game. I don't think it's behind the door. <laughs> sure it is. I guess it is. In the back behind room. closed behind doors. Closed doors. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, it's All not right, behind an open door, Joey. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, getting back to our our snubs. So, AD Booker, Anthony Edwards. Uh, he had a slow start to the season, but has been killing it lately. And De'Aaron Fox, another Sacramento guy. Although that would be two Sacramento guys on the All Star team, and well, that the, seems a little bit much for. They're uh, the third seed right now. Yeah, but you don't want to get too too much too fast if you're a Sacramento fan. <laughs> like I think it's better that they. I mean, I would I would pick him over Paul George. Of course, I mean I would pick it. Uh, you know. <laughs> Anybody? I pick, pick a closed. I pick a closed door over Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Edwards uh, or Darren Fox. I I, I like the uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. pick. You're right. He's missed some I'm time. I'm not horribly mad at it. Yeah. Know, at all. But. So did Kawhi just not play enough? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. I mean, I yeah they, they, it's clear that the uh, the coaching staff really did penalize people for missed games this year. Yeah. So PJ has played thirty nine of the Clippers, you know, fifty some odd games. So it's can, actually more than I thought. Can, can you give me his uh, stats? Do you have them in front? Sure. Of you? Uh, he is twenty three points a game, six rebounds, five assists uh, on forty six percent shooting from the range, thirty nine from three point range. And eighty-seven percent from the line. Give so, me a steal and a half as well. So kind of what he's always done. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And he's always an all-star. So all right. Uh, I guess I'll forgive okay. it. Over in the Eastern always Conference. Always an all-star, never a champion. Sorry. <laughs> How many rings does Paul George have? You can ask. Check check. GPT. He will be yeah. a color commentator uh, for the Knicks in 10 years. Wow. <laughs> Bold. All right. In the Eastern Conference, uh, your boy Tyrese Halliburton yeah. made it. Uh, Jalen Brown 
and DeMar DeRozan and Drew Holiday. And front court guys, Bam Adebayo, Joel Embiid, and Julius Randle make the list. All those guys are having pretty good seasons. So yeah, for I, sure they are. The, the biggest snub to me, I mean, Pascal Siakam's been having a great game, great year. Yeah, the Raptors suck, though. Jimmy Butler, but he's similar to the Paul George camp to me. I don't know if he plays enough games. but uh, And then James Harden, uh, who is leading the league in assists. Yeah, but nobody really likes James Harden. Correct. And uh, what about uh, what about and definitely Jaylen not Brunson? coaches because he he quit on teams. <laughs> he he shit on so many teams. Uh, what about uh, Jalen Brunson? Yeah, Jalen Brunson is the other guy that's been having a, a stellar year. And uh, I I would like him over guess. one of those guys. Which one though? Like DeRozan? You would take DeRozan off the squad. Maybe over Randall. Over Randall. Yeah, yeah. I think I would just pick him over Randall. That I think that's my switch out there. Um and then I I you know I my well documented uh love hate relationship with Jimmy Butler. Um I'm fine with him not being there, but it does feel weird that he's not an all-star since he's one of the I feel like he's one of the top I 25 mean, guys in the league that matters. To be fair, he would probably sit out the game anyway. So, okay. Well, then I guess my only my only complaint on that one would be Brunson over Randall. I feel like they did it pretty good. No Siakam for you. No. No. The Raptors have been bad. Siakam took a while to get going. I'm fine with it. It's averaging 25 and 8. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Okay. And six assists. Okay, a career maybe. high, six assists. Okay, okay. Uh, who would you want him over then? DeRozan? Uh, Randall, I think. Okay. So, all right. So instead of Brunson, you got to have a Nick. So I would, I mean, to me, yeah, DeRozan and Randall are the shakiest. And yeah. I would, yeah, take. Well, uh, let's just, let's just, let's take both of them off. We'll put Brunson where DeRozan is and Siakam where Randall is. I'm, I like fair. that better. Let's do it. <clears throat> Done. Uh, we, fi- we fixed the all-star game, Joey. Somebody had to do it. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, so the, LeBron and Giannis will be the captains. Yeah. Uh, and they'll be choosing their teams, I imagine, next Thursday, the following No, Thursday? no, no, no. Have you heard about the new thing? They do it They do it directly before the game. Oh, They're doing fun. it playground style. This is what style. everybody's wanted. That's cool. what everybody's been calling for. So they finally made the change. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So there, we don't exactly know the format, and so I'm concerned – and this is what they'll probably do, is that they'll pick a person and that person will like come out on stage, and you know they'll then they'll have like package video package for them behind them, and then they'll go sit on that table or on that you know on that side. Sure. But, but what I would prefer is that all twenty four guys have to sit over there, you know, against a wall. Yeah. You know, and you pick them and you watch them and as they're like they're two not piles getting... of jerseys. And you yeah. Pick up yeah. Them. And then you see them as they're not getting picked. And, you know, like, yeah. I, you know, that's I, can't, I don't think they'll do that. But um, my other idea is that I want is that when it comes down to the last two guys, they play a, like a one to five pickup game to see who gets to be the last picked. That's my other. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. 
But yeah, so they are, we've been asking for this. It is going to happen. So we will not know the teams until game time. Very exciting. That is kind of exciting. Yeah. Uh, who do you think is going to be the last pick? Hmm. And it should be said that the starters all will get picked. Yeah, first. they, they have to be the, the first 10 guys. First, yeah. And then so of the reserves, which I'll remind you are Adebayo, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle, Paul George, uh, SGA, Jaron Jackson Jr., Damian Lillard, Lowry Markinen, John Morant and Sabonis. It's got to be Markkinen, right? It's well, it's 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 Randall or Markkinen. I think those are the last two guys. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and what about Jaron Jackson Jr.? I mean, nobody plays defense. Well, so you've got Sabonis in there too. Who's... Yeah, but he's a great passer. People like him. He's well liked around the league. I think he'll be fine. I just think we've talked about this. His game is not like. You know, he, he's not on the highlight reels for the All-Star game. Cause... I'm not saying he's going early, but I'm with you. Like, I just think, I think LeBron's going to pick him, like, you know. Sure. 10th or something. Because LeBron, uh, has has he ever lost? I feel like he always picks the winning he team. He has not. He is a he is genius defeated. team builder, unless it's his own franchise. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, got, he's got more rings than Zerbiak does. He does. He definitely does. Um, the, the, the. Westbrook trade was not his best idea. Yes, it's kind of working out as Westbrook is now like a six-man candidate and might take it from from our man Matherin. Uh, a shout-out again to Benedict Matherin and uh, Neemhard for making the uh, all-rookie team. The, the, how does that go? They get picked randomly as well, I think. Oh, no, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a tournament. used to do like internationals versus Americans. So it's a tournament like now, okay. right? So there's 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 some sophomores, there's some rookies, and there's some G League guys. And right. there's four teams of seven, and they play like a mini tournament. But I don't know how the teams are picked, so we'll find out. I'm sure there's no way to know. There's no <laughs> there's way to no know. Way. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I assume whatever... Team Matherin's on, they're going to win. Because that dude cares. That's right. He has no off switch. That is correct, sir. There's going to be more. It's going to be the most fouls in the history of the um, rookie game. You said phallus? I did say phallus. Okay. So, one. (laughs) I guess it depends on your definition. Next question. I'm staying out of this, Joey. <laughs> For once. <laughs> and then the let's see. And then Buddy Heald is we're picking is the I'm, early winner. I'm, if, well, I'm predicting. If he gets yeah, I'm predicting he gets invited. And then Shannon Sharp how he, is. How in, could he not? Yeah, and then Shannon Sharp is in the dunk contest, and I'm picking him. I like that. Shannon Sharp. Not Shannon Sharp. Yeah. What's his name? Sh- Shaden Sharp. The rookie that I wanted I think on. Shannon. The- Shannon Sharp's like an ex NFL player. Shaden who... Sharp, the he's the rookie for Portland, and I was I wanted him on the Pacers. Okay, it's worked out for so everybody. Shannon Sharp for you. Gotcha. <laughs> and Shannon Sharp picks LeBron to win the dunk contest. So I was mad that we didn't pick uh, Shaden Sharp, and uh, it's worked out just fine. Yeah, who who do you want to go? You want Matherin out, or do you want uh, Nemhard out? Is that the draft 
Oh, no. Which one do you I want? I want everything I want the it on same. Record. It's fine. I like it how it went. Math or no. I see what you're saying. I'm cutting all this. Don't be mean. <laughs> <laughs> we did a number on you last week with the with the Miles stuff. Yeah, so. no, that was good. It was solid. I deserved it. That's what I get for missing the show. Any other all-star topics we want to want to dig into or just uh, just take it in as it comes? You guys, who's 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 not mentioned the celebrity game? Well, yeah. <laughs> we actually we have uh, we have one more week to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. We're going to okay. do our whole all-star yeah, we'll do, uh, we'll, blowout. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll the winners of the the skills competition. Oh yeah, we got all that. Right. That's And that's, you can that's... you know, glow, you know, give us your uh, annual, uh, you know, ode to Kevin Hart. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's next week or two weeks from now. I, I don't even know how time works anymore. We got plenty right. of time. I can tell you that the the 2023 Ruffles All Star Celebrity Game is February 17th. Okay, so it's the Friday. Yes. Before so, the Sunday. So next so next week we'll uh, give you our picks. Yeah. For the Kevin Hart uh, MVP. Yeah, but they're they're not they're not saying even on the on the official page they won't say who who's gonna be. Um, they have no information. Maybe except they're gonna ruffles. Right. Yeah. Well, and they'll probably also do a you know a pickup style draft. That's right. Day of. Right. I would assume. I agree. I would also assume they're gonna be uh, adding players to the roster day of. Yep. Um, all right. Well, that's coming up here in a couple weeks. And we'll be, I mean, covering every minute of it, I think. As we always do. Should I watch the dunk contest live, or should I just watch it um, recapped on YouTube? Because I'll do like a, a short, you know, a short one where they just like, it's like dunk, 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 dunk. Live, 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 live. All right. Either way, with no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a given. Porky Pig in the dunk contest. That's all I know. All right, team. I think that wraps it for us. Until then, you can hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form. You can use that to send us a message. And you can email us. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com. And at the website slash store, get you a medium t-shirt. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Joey, I'd make you sing it, but I think Bananas is going <laughs> to destroy your, uh, your background sound. Turn out the lights, the party's over. I got high and had no no way to you come shut down. Shut banana up. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was the mute button. <laughs> that was the mute button. Yeah. Nice. You said you got high and then what happened? I couldn't come down. <laughs> okay. It was like eating one of those gummies that just don't stop. <laughs>